I think they are definitely one of, you know, the solutions that, that we're looking at. Um, and again, you know, like when we went back to some of the specifics about like driving email, driving logins and stuff like that, it's going to be extremely important with them as well. Yeah. So, so there's, there's some great solutions out there. Welcome to the Programmatic Digest podcast, where we cover top programmatic and digital news. I'm your host, Ellen Parker, your very own programmatic sensei. Thank you for joining us. And before we get into today's conversation, please do me those three small favors. Follow us on Apple iTunes and leave us a review. Like and comment on social media. We are currently on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and very soon to be on YouTube, y'all. And finally, sign up to the newsletter on the website, programmaticdigest.com. It sends you one reminder every new episode or once a month as a recap. So welcome back, guys. Uh, thank you so much for your flexibility. On our previous episode, we discussed sentiment across the industry on the publisher side, on the sales side particularly. Um, we've shared some overall medium to higher or hotter anxiety sentiment on the publisher side because uh, most of their revenue did come from cookie targeting. Again, keep me honest on this, okay? So now I would like to shift this episode or this interview towards uh, what's new? What can you tell us that's going to be exciting, that's going to give us hope? And again, because of my experience being 100% by side, please educate us, um, keep us honest. So what can you tell us about... Um, First, do you have anything to add on to our, our conversation previously that we may have missed? And if so, what? And if not, let's move on to the to the new fun stuff. Yeah, well, I, I think what's, uh, what's exciting are a number of different uh, solutions, which, you know, uh, our, our firm is under NDA with uh, nearly a dozen companies, which there's nice. actually, there's a, a lot of other solutions out there, but mm -hmm. we've spent a lot of time really understanding who's also working with our buy side partners, you know, to be able to yeah. uh, sort of create uh, solutions that work and that they work at scale or they work um, even on a smaller scale. So uh, we're, we're happy to to share that there are a number of different solutions out there. Some of them are contextual. Mm -hmm. Some of them are, uh, you know, tied to emails. Uh, you know, some are tied to performance, as, as Justin mentioned before. And, uh, and, and we're also working closely with Google and uh, other uh, folks that have really important roles in, in the ecosystem. And, and I think, you know, that that's really important, the understanding that there are a lot of roles that are important in the ecosystem. We, we certainly feel like we serve one of the, the most important roles there. And, and that's as a company that's helping a lot of publishers to, to figure this stuff out. So um, that, that's, I think, really promising is that, you know, there are a number of, of solutions. Uh, what really gains traction is, is certainly um, un undiscovered yet. Uh, we're, we're testing a number of things, but at the same time, there are some unknowns, as, as Justin pointed out before. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, so we're all sort of still sort of waiting on on new news, but in the meantime, actually working through testing, which is critical to be able to to, to figure these things out. I, I think one thing that's sort of lost here too, when you know, as a, as a publisher, mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, you may have a fantastic set of raw ingredients to use, right? That a buyer like yourself may want to tap into, or that won't make sense for them to go to market with. But I think there's also a complex process that a lot of it is technical. So even if you wanted to say, I want to activate a lot of the things that I have, 
there are sometimes some 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 tech sort of setbacks that you may have. It could be uh, limitations and and skills, uh, you know, that uh, are tied to uh, mm-hmm. more tech uh, skills. And the same is is true with a lot of our uh, you know buy side partners and, and agencies and, and brands. So um, that that's where we're again working towards the middle on all of those things. Got it. Um, so, okay. So you mentioned a, quite a few things here. So in terms of, I know you said that you're working on a few things and you're testing a few things, but I love examples. Uh, yeah. if, uh, you know, again, if this is something you cannot share, I totally understand. Just let me know. Sure. But um, what to a, a publisher out there, right? I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. What would be a benefit to, and maybe that's, that's not a, a real question. What would be a benefit to working with uh, somebody like Media Tradecraft right now, especially during this moment? I think it makes a lot of sense to partner at this time. Um, but what is the the things that you can share with us that's going to help somebody out there? Sure. Um, I think a big part of that is, are you working with folks who've been through big change before? You know, mm-hmm. like, are, are, you know, we've been fortunate to uh you know, really bring a, a very particular skill set mm-hmm. uh, that is also agile and has uh, really never stopped working, you know? And so uh, if you think about it, do you have the experience that's capable of, of bringing you through big change? And our teams have been through, you know, uh, the earliest days of header bidding, wrappers, the oh, earliest wow. days okay. of pre-bid, private deals, uh, demand path optimization, working with, you know, custom reporting tools, and even working now on cookie solutions and Safari and iOS products, you know? So, you know, do you have the the ability to to work through some of those things? And I think there's companies that are uh, newer in the space that have none of that experience. But I think also, um, and I'll let Justin touch on this a little bit, but are you as a site prepared to make more money? And I think that's a that's a that's a different question that nobody really asks. Are, are you prepared to make more money? And a lot of that is tied to performance and site and a lot of other things that are coming down the pike. I'll turn it over to Justin. Yeah, I think through big times like this, it's it's really important to have a team that really understands what you're doing, what you're good at, and then most importantly, what you're weak at, right? So I think, you know, what we're doing is by being so close with our publishers, we're really able to identify areas to like really help them. And then also, you know, because we have such a great partnership, accelerate areas of weakness, bringing in more experts, more, you know, people who have been through big change, extra dev resources, ops resources, things like that is just going to be a benefit because the average publisher has so much to do every day anyways. At the forefront of that is content. It's like, how can they even spend time on some of of these like third finding first party audiences, yeah. getting emails? Like, how do they have time to do that when they're really trying to cover? Oh my gosh, breaking story! Or I got to make sure I get this out there so I'm first on search and things. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. that's really where they need to focus, and they're great at that. That's what they're the best at. And now you know, it's how can they also do that and maybe take a pause and then end up, you know, figuring out the other side of the fence. That's really cool. Um, I think that's that's major. So I would assume that, so talk to us about like the importance of the community then. Uh, I know you mentioned the, the community and ecosystem a few times. Um, so how, yeah. how important is that specifically like ecosystem relationship? Yeah, no, uh, it's a great question. And it's something that we've been fortunate uh, as operators to mm-hmm. turn turn back to over and over again. You know, um, there's, a, there's a lot of hard work to do out there, you know, but uh, it sure is a lot easier when you can turn to other publishers, other companies, 
um, that are tackling some of those, those same challenges and take a collective knowledge base and be able to um, you know, work through certain things. So I, I know that Justin and I are experiencing new levels of collaboration with other companies uh, that right. um, that really realize that you know you need to set aside sort of competitive differences, right? And realize that you know if if you really truly want to help publishers succeed, you're going to do everything that you can to to do the best by them, right? And so that means that working together and collaborating a lot more than ever is is what we're experiencing. So then that's true of other companies that may provide you know publisher services, and also true of you know a lot of the connected technology companies. Companies that, that we've served on advisory councils for for the past five six years. You know, you have a tremendous sort of ad tech ecosystem that has. It's already a network of highways, right? You know, it's yeah. already a network that's been built, right? You can't deconstruct all of that, and you know, and then not use all of it, right? So yeah. what we're finding is uh, increased collaboration there, and then also. Um, from our buy side partners and even agencies and brands that are managing a lot of things on their own. They're saying, you know, Media Tradecraft, Justin, Eric, and your teams, please come talk with us so that we can figure out how to to make this as, as seamless as possible and also keep innovating, right? And so, you know, that's that's one of the great things, you know, is that, you know, in doing this, you know, we, you know, you can be experts and you can do a lot of, of, of advanced, you know, level work, right? But there tends to be no mastery of, of this, right? And there's this continued evolution of doing that. And so that means more collaboration than ever. And that takes years to build. And that's what I'm talking about. Like you don't you don't just roll up on the scene and all of a sudden you can start solving problems when you've never worked through problems, right? You don't? It's no. amazing, right? You but mean you can't Google it? Like you everybody's can't do inboxes, that? Oh. everybody's inboxes would tell you something else, oh right? Yes, the bar is you're dropping today. What? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so you know that that's where you know turning to, to folks that you know we've done things with before, you know, yeah. like building you know, uh, private deals or building deal IDs or moving to first first price and, you know, all these things, you know, you have a lot of operators that have true skills and have worked through things. And, and that's where community and ecosystem, you know, really sort of come into play. Okay. All right. So here's a, f- a couple points I'd like to highlight because I think some of the conversation we just had is super important. And I know I, I'm not having enough of that conversation. So partnering with experts in your field, such as yourselves, such as yeah. uh, Media Tradecraft, um, not only that, but also collaboration. I think that's Absolutely. something we don't get. I think that's a, a word that's thrown a lot in our industry, but is not particularly respected. And I'm all about sharing knowledge and I'm all about sharing um just sharing in general. So I think collaboration here is key. So I guess this is a great segue into my last question here. So I'm pretty optimistic and excited about, you know, I think I mentioned that earlier, but the Unified ID 2.0, the Trade Desk is very proud in announcing this open internet, open web solution with this approach on identity. So is that something you are just as excited as me? If so, yes, why? And if no, yeah, why not? Yeah. So uh, we love our, our partners over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do they do tremendous work. They, they always have. And 
and our ties are, are strong there. We celebrate all that they do, and uh, we love our, our working relationship with the trade desk. And and also, uh, we're all about supporting the open web and any solution set that will match a particular need uh, for a publisher. So uh, we absolutely celebrate that because we see that as a as, as a tool. It is which knife is it in the butcher block, right? And and having the right sort of tools, you know, your paring knife is not your cleaver, right? Yeah. It's not your uh, serrated knife, right? And so uh, any of those tools that help, we absolutely celebrate uh, all of those. We will be turning to a lot of our technology partners to build a lot of those things that we will then utilize. Mm-hmm. That is, again, nothing new. It is an area that I think a lot, a lot of publishers are fortunate. They have the ability to tap into those. A lot of buyers are fortunate. They have the ability to tap into those. And that's where you know we're spending a lot of time with folks there and, and a lot of other places to, to really help to, to drive on uh, product innovation. So... Got it. So there are. This is going to make things either easier for you and your clients, or at least complement what you're the effort you're already doing. Absolutely, Justin. I think they are definitely one of you know the solutions that that we're looking at. Um, and again, you know, like when we went back to some of the specifics about like driving email, driving logins, and stuff like that, it's going to be extremely important with them as well. Yeah. So. So there's there's some great solutions out there and it's really, you know, figuring out that initial testing phase and then connecting the buy side and then and then, you know, really, really testing the solutions out and getting more progress. So so they're definitely part of that as well as, as many others. That's great. I mean, like I said, I'm very optimistic about the trade desk, but also I'm very biased with the trade desk. Um, I tend to follow them very closely, but this is great. I mean, thank you so much for joining us. We'll go ahead and move into the closing segments where I like to ask a couple of fun questions before we close. Sure. All right. So we've been working from home for a while now. Some of us have before. What are three things that you can each share with us that would just help you stay in your Zen? Like when I do those three things every day, I feel like um, my person as a whole has been like taken care of. Yeah. So, uh, Justin, you want me to start? You want to start? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. So, well, well, Sensei, uh, for, for me, I really thrive being around other people. Yeah, same. You know, one thing that we've done to be able to sort of help that, uh, that feeling for, for myself personally, and then also for the rest of our team is we actually spend a lot of time on Zoom together. You know, a lot of companies say, hey, check in on these yep. hours and we'll just do this kind of meeting. And instead, uh, we have like an all in all the time sort of approach, which is uh, somewhat unique. And I know that it's gotten us through some of the hardest days and it's helped us to celebrate some of those moments, you know, um, to sort of be able to see each other, to smile, to laugh, to get frustrated. All of those things happen during the day, right? And being able to actually still go through those things feels a little bit normal. And that helps me stay a little bit zen, you know? And so, uh, but also respecting the privacy that sometimes if somebody needs to, you know, uh, turn off their camera or, you know, step away for a while. But I, but I will say that, you know, as someone who, who really um, thrives on being around other people, uh, that's, that's been helpful. And, uh, and, and also checking in with a lot of people that we would see a, a, a lot of times. Uh, throughout yeah. the country, you know, at you know, if we were in New York or at a summit in Vail or Santa Monica, you name it. Um, I think Justin and I have, have really worked very hard to stay in touch with so many people that have meant so much to us throughout the year. Some of them are working relationships, but then they turn personal, and it's important to stay connected as a human. And that's right. that's my perspective. Yeah, yeah, and I think 
I think working from home and then obviously living at home is a, is a un- unique thing, but I think it's always, you know, good to think about like, you know, if you're from New York, we're outside DC. Yeah. You, you know what? I, d- I do not miss the honking horns of a car in front of me. I don't miss, you know, an hour and 15 minute commute. Um, you, yes. I don't miss having an event Easy. that I'm supposed to be at at six o'clock right. and I didn't get there because there was an accident or, you know, just like things that like are totally out of your control. Yes. And now that's all happening online and you don't have to worry about a lot of those stresses, right? So one of the things I think that's important is just being reflectful on the fact that, you know, you're now able to have a lot more time and then use that time for things that you enjoy. Maybe you like to work out, watch TV, go for a walk, play with your dog, things like that. And that's all possible now. Whereas before there might've been two or three hours of your day that was gone yep. and now it's back so oh, for sure do back with that time right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yeah that's that's definitely flexibility is definitely a plus being at home uh, a little bit more but then again i caught myself just staying at home and not stepping outside so now i'm like i need to go five minutes in front of the door at least um <laughs> right. can't get lo- lost in front of the computer so and then six hours later you're like yo i don't think this is healthy i need to step feed my soul at least that's um right. so um thank you so much for joining us. I know that we forgot to mention something important, Eric, is that you also have a podcast called The Minority Report. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, we talked about community and we talked about uh, sort of the ecosystem and, uh, you know, uh, a passion project that Mm -hmm. has become so much more. Uh, I'm so grateful uh, for our podcast that really is highlighting and celebrating so much of of the industry, who we are as humans, who we are as people, which also... Uh, directly tied to our company and media tradecraft and having a tremendous co-founder and Justin and our teams that look like every other sort of person, uh, you know, diversity is at the heart of our company because it started that way, right? It's intentional. Mm-hmm. So it was important for us to have, you know, females in roles of leadership. It's yeah. important for us to uh, have people that look different. I'm so proud that I have a co-founder who uh, feels the same way, has been an ally, a supporter. And, and this is even prior to, to starting uh, Media Tradecraft. You know, uh, Justin uh, has been the number one supporter along with my other co-host, uh, who's uh, Ryan McConaughey from The Atlantic for our other podcast, which yeah. is What Happens in Ad Tech, where we okay. sort of talk about industry issues. We bring uh, a lot of smart folks to the to the podcast to, to let them help inform the audience that just about what's happening. And yeah. then we also have, uh, you know, a really important podcast and Minority Report podcast, especially uh, today, especially over the past couple of years. And it's yeah. been amazing over the past uh, two years, we have assembled the largest catalog of uh, people who come from diverse backgrounds uh, that you can find on the web today. I'm extremely proud of that. Imagine if you took two years of your life to dedicate to helping amplify other people's voices. You know, I, I'm so proud of of Corel, my co-host and yeah. uh, co-founder of that, and also the great guests who have the courage to come tell their stories. We we talk about difficult subjects sometimes, but we also talk about um, how to create a resource for folks who who you know uh, didn't have anything to sort of turn to audio video or anything that say, hey, you know what? I can make it in this industry. And it started in ad tech and it started in media and publishing, but we branched out into financial, yeah. education, we've had musical composers, um, and we've had, you know, billionaire, you know, tech, you know, startup uh, folks. I mean, it's it, it's tremendous. And we're so thankful for 
uh, great folks like Digiday and a number of other folks that help to continue to amplify. Uh, you know, that ad monsters has been huge with, with, uh, sort of helping to develop, you know, an yeah. amplification of that voice. And, and so, yeah, when we're not doing all of this, we're, we're trying to, to build community and, and, and really champion all the right things that should be championed. I think that's amazing. I mean, I definitely am a big fan of podcasting. I'll, I'll check out both of the podcasts again. It's Minority Report <laughs> and it's what happened in ad tech. So, um, yep. thank you so much again to both of you to making the time. I know you you guys are hella busy but for the right reason <laughs> and i hope you continue having a wonderful day and a happy q2 is tomorrow we start q2 tomorrow so there we go Crazy, yeah. there it is thanks alain have a good one thank you so much for joining the conversation and we hope you enjoyed it please do us three small favors follow us on apple itunes and leave us a review like and comment on all social media, sign up to our newsletter on the website programmaticdigest.com, which sends you one reminder every new episode or once a month as a recap. For any articles, topics, and the guest information, you can find it in the show notes on our website programmaticdigest.com. Thank you and stay curious, my friend.